ho, Tudor-minded people. It's Philadelphia Carrie for Tudor Time Machine. The word I share with you this week is madding. At night, when the queen retires with only her ladies of the bedchamber for company. Oh, how we maids of honour go a madding. We make music, play cards and dice, and sing and laugh and quite lose our heads. One night, Sir William Knollys was so angry at our uproar that he came to berate us. Yet he himself was a madding, drunk as a lord and only half-dressed. We laughed so much as he bellowed. Madding. How now, Tudor Files, what think you? If you're new here, I'm Gage. I'm Jessica. And we're here with Philadelphia Carey for Tudor Word of the Week. Don't miss a word and listen to the Tabula Time Machine Story Project. Jessica reads a chapter of Time's Riddle, and then my dear friends discuss the history behind the mystery. How diverting! So subscribe on YouTube and give me a like. Thank you so much for listening. We want to thank Feedspot for naming our podcast one of the top 10 Tudor podcasts on the web. Number two, to be exact. Tudor files are an amazing bunch. Every one of you has the wit of Rosalind and the heart of Cordelia. Philadelphia, can you give us the spelling of madding, our word of the week? It is spelled M-A-D-D-I-N-G. Madding. And it's a 16th century word for going crazy and being frenzied. It's from the, the archaic use of mad, meaning not angry, but wacko, off your head, insane in the membrane. Madding was a common word in the Tudor period, but our source for this word is unusual. It's a pamphlet written in 1589, almost certainly by a woman. The pamphlet is entitled Jane Anger, Her Protection for Women to Defend Them Against the Scandalous Reports of Late Surfeiting Lover and all other like venerians that complain so to be overcloyed with women's kindness. They loved a long, long title in this time period. The pamphlet is a reaction to a lost work called His Surfeit of Love, and also to other literature of the time period that portrayed women as sexual objects, who were just constantly being pursued and intimidated by venerians. Venerian? referring to Venus, goddess of sexual love. So in other words, men obsessed with sex. And when they get their surfeit in this period, meaning once they have satisfied their sexual desire, have no further use for women. So not admirable. Not admirable. These bedsworthers paid naught for their vile antics. Quite a common type in the literature and plays of this period, as we have seen. So this author calls herself Jane Anger, a gentlewoman of London. And historians are undecided whether Jane Anger was a pen name or a real person. The last name might be an anglicizing of the French Anjou, or it might be a name the writer gave herself to express her emotional state. Angry. My dear Gage, she named herself Jane Anger. That is beyond question. In the future, there are many foolish ideas about things. There's been speculation that Jane Anger was a man writing on behalf of women, but I have to say, I think it was a woman. I agree. So blood. You lot denied the truth. I am amazed you discovered the sun. She was indeed a woman. Most people now accept that it was written by a woman. Then I may have some hope for the future, as you were able to reach that conclusion. And Philadelphia, can you give us the use of matting our word of the week from the pamphlet that Jane Anger wrote? She writes, 
spy on the falsehood of men whose minds go oft a madding and whose tongues cannot so soon be wagging but straight they fall a railing was there ever any so abused so slandered so railed upon or so wickedly handled and undeservedly as are we women will the gods permit it the goddesses stay their punishing judgments and we ourselves not pursue their undoings for such devilish practices so jane anger has been credited with being the first voice of female fury in the english language i can name many a woman writer who penned their fury the first not the last certainly and some call her the first feminist writer in english and I do think she has a feminist standpoint, even by modern standards. She does. And the pamphlet is quite long. And Jane Anger rails not only against the constant sexualizing of women, but also against the way male writers see women as muses, but not as creative beings in themselves. Mistress Anger bewails how gentlemen misunderstand ladies. She writes, if we women will not suffer men to smell on our smocks. They will snatch at our petticoats. But if our honest natures cannot away with that uncivil kind of jesting, then we are coy. Yet if we bear them with their rudeness and be somewhat modestly familiar with them, they will straight make matter of nothing, blazing abroad that they have surfeited with love and telling the manner how. In the 16th century, a smell smock was what we might call a woman chaser today. Or maybe today we would call them a woman stalker. My daughters would call them a fuckboy. Oh, my. Your daughters are free speakers. Huzzah! Mistress Anger also writes about how relentless men are when they pursue a woman. She says, if we clothe ourselves in sackcloth and truss up our hair in dishclouts, the Denarians will nevertheless pursue their pastime. If we hide our breasts, it must be with leather, for no cloth can keep their long nails out of our bosoms. Ugh, for no cloth can keep their long nails out of our bosoms. I don't really think that was written by a man. That has such a ring of experience. And, you know, I really like how when she's talking, she says, it doesn't matter what we wear, because either if we're mean to men and reject them, then they tell us we're coy and we led them on. And if we don't reject them and we're kind of pleasant, then they take advantage of that. The pamphlet was published in London by the printers Richard Jones and Thomas Orwin. And I wonder how it was received at the time. I wonder how the printers thought it was going to be received. I mean, did they feel that they were taking a chance printing it? Did they feel, oh, people are going to read this? It's, it's very interesting. Then is now, my dear friends. We all relish shocking news. I remember that everyone had a copy. An angry woman writing about rakish men. Such a thing will find readers. I wonder if Queen Elizabeth read it. I don't know. That's an interesting question. What do you think she would have thought of it? I think she would have agreed with a lot of it. She had to work very hard to have people take her seriously as a female ruler. She also created this cult of virginity around herself maybe to ward off being treated as a sexual object, you know, a step higher than being a sexual object. Yes, almost monk-like or nun-like. You are foolish. She loved a courtly game of love. She was no monk or nun. She was a goddess. The stereotype was that women were foolish and flighty, that they would lose their heads if given too much freedom. But Jane Anger, 
sees it the other way around. She warns women, esteem of men as of a broken reed. Mistrust them still, and then you well shall speed. So she's like, they're just like a broken reed, not something to be lauded. Is so. It is the dishonest man who makes women go a madding. Give heed to the files, bring some 16th century source to your vocabulary with madding. Listen in next time, don't miss a word, subscribe on YouTube, and give me a like. <laughs>